now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Yo. We just people from the north side. Once the Timmy's hit the shore fine. Went to ready on the four ties. Heavy traffic during four five. Gotta hustle on the own time. Color people at before side. We just people from the north side. Once the Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy George McKay here live. Battle Arts Beaverton. I never thought I would ever say those words. Both of us being here yeah. from the big cities and stuff like that. But guys, look who's back. The reigning defending Beaverton Battle Arts champion. The one and only big man himself, Karoo. Dude, the last time you and I sat down together was, was, in was in my basement. No, it's not as creepy as it sounds. No, it is as creepy as it sounds. It is not as creepy as it sounds. That's where the Straight Talk Studios is. Are you sure? Yes. Because you had some weird things there, buddy. I have my toys. Not those kind of toys. Exactly. All right, see? Though, see what right? he fucking did? See what oh, he yeah, fucking yeah. did? All right, anyways. Not those kind of toys. My action figures. My collectibles. <laughs> fucking guy. Making everybody so, like, afraid and weird. All right, get in a little closer, though, because you're cut off at the side of the screen. There my we bad, go. My bad. All right, it's all Okay, so first thing we got to talk about is we got to talk about ROH. Yeah. You were on ROH when they were here in Toronto. You got to do a lot of exciting things. What was that whole experience like? Because now that AEW Dark and Elevation is gone... We're not getting that chance to see a lot of the indie talent anymore, which is unfortunate because I thought that was the one thing that AEW was doing correctly, giving all these indie talents a spotlight, and now not so much. So what's your thought process on that? Um, it was good, honestly. Um, and then, like, I understand uh, AEW Dark was a good uh, platform, but I feel like ROH now, the way they're trying to push it, it's like even a bigger platform that they're creating. Mm-hmm. So at least, you know, being put on that is, I feel like, kind of better because now you're actually being seen by everybody else instead of going on YouTube trying to look for uh, the link, you know, for Dark. Mm-hmm. But um, my experience, though, was uh, it was fun. It was, it was exciting. Just because uh, being, being raised in the city and uh, growing up here, you know, you go, to the, you go to the ACC to watch everything. You know, from the Raptors playing the Leafs and then watching uh, WWE coming through. So uh, just being in that building and being able to wrestle in that building was uh, was like a childhood dream. So it felt great. I still like I still think about it all this day, which which is pretty funny. But um, it's nice. I I feel like I would no, not feel like I wish uh, not wish. Sorry, it will happen one day. You know, I can get more opportunities to wrestle on that. A hundred percent. I believe you. You have a a great character, and I love that. The last time we spoke, we touched on all that: the origin of the characters, paying homage to your home country, and all that kind of stuff, and all the turbulence at the time when we spoke of what was going on over there, which is still going on. But I guess a lot of people probably aren't. It's not so much in the media or in the news. People aren't <laughs> no, really talking about it. it would, honestly, the, the what, what, what bugs me a lot is like it would never be on the news. Hmm. It would never be shown uh, unless you know someone from the country that's willing to tell you what's going on. But uh, sadly, the, for the Western media, it's not important. We're not important. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Everyone should be important. Like, the news should be just relaying information, not relaying information that removes parts of it that doesn't empower the citizens. Yeah. Let's quote from Tom McDonald right there, guys. I and do keep up on my hip-hop. Not taken away from everything that is happening. I'm glad that there, there is, you know, like, uh, a spotlight on what's happening, you know, that where everybody's actually being vocal and trying to stop. It's just sad that... There is a lot of things that are happening in different countries that sadly the Western media doesn't really care about it. I come from one of those countries, so. Absolutely. Well, let's talk on a a brighter note and everything like that. You've had a great career so far, and it's far from over. I don't say great career like you're going to hang it up tomorrow. You've had a great (laughs) career, and I love everything about what you're doing and the fact that you helmed the Battle Arts Mississauga Championship, and now you're helming 
the Beaverton Championship. Uh, it's always good to come home again. Mm -hmm. You've been booked elsewhere. You've had a great run at Destiny when you were booked there. You've had a great run at other promotions and you were booked there. You're just getting more exposure for yourself. Do you find that post-COVID, because pre-COVID you were running pretty solid. Do you find post-COVID it's been a struggle for promoters to, well, I guess, give your character character a chance? No. But 100%, yeah, like, uh, that's like, I tell a lot of people, like, uh, before COVID, my, like, it was like, I was getting, I was getting out there more, getting more messages, you know, showing up more. And then um, once COVID happened, yeah, it feels like I have to start all over again, which is okay. You know, I like it. Um, it's very humbling to, to actually start from, from the ground up because I feel like now, like, I'm at more of an advantage because I, I, I already got that feeling once, you know. It's starting to happen again, which I'm very thankful for. Mm -hmm. And uh, knowing where I am now and my skill level now, it is actually uh, more of a blessing than a curse. So, like, I'm very thankful that actually it happened because I, I get to figure out more of myself. And uh, as, I, as I'm basically still new, which, uh, which I'm happy about, like, it still opens more doors because nobody still knows about me. So, like, it gives me a little bit of a lean, a lean way into certain things. Right. They've never seen me wrestle. I can at least perform once they see me wrestle. They're like, okay. So what's, I mean, 2023 is coming to an end. When this drops, it'll be literally a week or two before Christmas. So when, when 2024 begins, and it's literally around the corner now, 2023 went by ridiculously fast. <laughs> Way too fast. Way too fast. But as you find yourself, I guess, coming back in, and, and like you said, starting from scratch, yeah. has it given you an opportunity this year to retool the Beast from the East character? Has it given you an opportunity to add layers to it, maybe take layers that weren't working away? And as we move on into 2024, how do you plan to level up Karu? by um, changing him up a little bit. So every, you, you do have plans to retool? Yeah, every character needs a change. You know, you had Undertaker, and then you had the Badass Undertaker, not even Badass, you had um, the Ministry of Darkness Undertaker to the Badass Undertaker to back the regular Undertaker to a different Undertaker. You know, you had Mankind to make Foley, to Cactus Jack, to Dude Love, and, and like you have Shawn Michaels when he was the Pretty Boy Shawn to DX Shawn. So every character, especially with The Rock, Rocky Mavia, as I'm trying to say, stop, I'm gonna stop rambling on is, Every character deserves an evolution, so every character deserves change, every character needs change. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's every layer to an onion when you, you continue peeling that layer off, you keep finding something new, and I feel like Karun needs to be rebranded a little bit differently. Interesting, interesting. So what, like, I mean, not asking you to give too much away of what you're brainstorming, but what is the next layer for Karu? What is that evolutionary point that you're going to take Karu from where he is now and move him into this new direction? Like, is it gonna be just a, a debuting of a new side of Karu that we haven't seen? Or is it going to be a whole taking Karu away for a couple weeks and all of a sudden Karu comes back and he is whatever form you wanna bring, in, bring him into next? Like, I mean, let's quote anime for a second here. You're gonna go Super Saiyan on these motherfuckers. How do you plan to do it? I plan to do it different. I plan to do it uh, where I'm, it's either I take Karu away for a little bit and do something else, or I just revamp Karu because I'm trying to become, uh, I'm trying to show more of myself. I'm not trying to be no, no talking. I want to be able to be vocal and show what I got. You're absolutely hilarious. Like you and I, we've always had that, uh, I guess, kinship and friendship from the first day that we met. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've always been humble towards each other. And as I see your success growing, you know, you see the grind and the hustle that Straight Talk has put in. Over 300 conversations now. When we talked, we were, I was at 20, 30. Now almost 300. Like, that's ridiculous, the that amount of people crazy. that I've spoken to. And to sit back with you, you know, three, four years later, to see where we are both now, it's incredible. It is. And, and, and as you move forward now and you, and you build this Beaverton brand over here that we got, which is an exciting promotion, it's fun, it's always packed. Who would have thought? But in a small town, there's really not a whole lot to do. There's surprisingly enough a shit ton of dentists over here, though. 
I wonder why. A lot of people here don't have, I'm going to get off kilter here. I'm, yeah, gonna, I'm going to my commentary side of stuff. I don't want to get canceled. But um, when you look at building up Mississauga as being the inaugural champion there and then building up Beaverton as being the inaugural champion here, pretty much, how does it stem from you to be the flag bearer for both of these promotions? When Battle Arts Pro and Mississauga was starting to now Battle Arts Beaverton starting up, you being that crown jewel, you being that locker room leader, you being that centerpiece, is it a lot to, is it, does it weigh a lot on these shoulders or does it just humble you even more to know that this Beaver, Battle Arts is always saying Carew is that top star that we see him as? Uh, is it a, no, it's not, uh, it's not no heavy weight on my shoulders to be honest with you. It's, um, yes, it is humbling. I, I do love it because uh, this is where I actually started everything. I was never a wrestler. Obviously, I was once a football player that came into wrestling. So Battle Arts taught me everything that I really need to know about, about pro wrestling and wrestling itself. So being able to be the face of, the, of, the, of Battle Arts, it's, it's, it's humbling. It's, I love it because uh, I already know when people think about Battle Arts, obviously, it's majority, I feel like majority of the time my name is probably brought up. You know, or people, people put my, my face to that name, which is nice. And uh, I feel like uh, it's just been over the years of grinding, and uh, I'm thankful for that respect. And it, it is easy when everybody else respects you in the back, when everybody else that comes through this program respects you as well. So, like, uh, it's nice. And I always just keep it 100 and never be fake, I guess. Always be, be who you are, and people are just going to respect you for who you are. So I'm, I'm thankful for Battle for always... Uh, being able to uh, give me the rock and run with it, per se. I like that. Give you the rock and run with it. I think that's the best way to put it, is to give you the rock and run with it. Now, um, Carew has been pretty much all over Ontario. You've mm -hmm. wrestled here. You've wrestled there. I I'm not sure if you've branched off into other provinces. Uh, but if you have, great. If you haven't, are you planning to? And are you also planning to take Carew stateside, where there are a lot more eyes on the product? That's where I need to go. I need to go to America. Mm -hmm. I need to do this. I know, like, that's where it's at, man. And uh, unfortunately, like, it's very hard for Canadians, and I hear a lot of stories. The red tape is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and it gets me, I get nervous, man. I'm not going to lie. I get scared. Like, the, I'm, I'm, I'm 32, so if I get banned, that's it. You know, not really, it's not really that's it, but that's a, that's a dent into the career. You know what I'm saying? That, that's mm -hmm. a big pause. So it's like, uh, I'm down to risk it for the biscuit. I just got to be smart when I do it. So like my goal is to go to America. I just, uh, I just got to just talk to a few people. Well, you could just, you know, I mean, not to give anything away. I hope no border officers are watching this, but you can always say you're going on vacation. And then when you happen to go on a vacation to a place, hey, you start hitting up promotions, right? Yeah. As long I've as thought, you... I've thought about that actually. You know, listen, where are you going? I'm going to Atlanta for a family. I got yeah. family in Atlanta. I'm going to go see them. Cool. You go to Atlanta, boom. You're hitting up Cody Rhodes brochure. You're swinging by the Nightmare Factory. You're doing all these things, right? So, I mean, it, the world is your oyster if you choose to allow it to make your oyster. But like you said, you're 32. A lot of time on your hands. But also, it's that crossroads. It's that fork in the road situation. Do you go left? Mm -hmm. Or do you stay on the path right? Or do you, like Jay-Z said, do you just make your own pathway and go straight? That's what I got to do. Make my own pathway and literally just go straight. Mm -hmm. And uh, America, I'll see you soon. Believe me. I like that. So 20, 2024, we're going to go stateside. Yes, I love that. Now, in terms of, um, you know, your career and the matches that you've had, uh, you know, everyone has, every wrestler is their own worst critic. Would you agree or disagree with no, that statement? No, I agree. So when you look at 
the battles that Carew's had, like the first time I saw you was at Junction City Wrestling. Uh, great character. You were actually, uh, I think it was a hair versus ha a mask match that you had over at uh, the Junction. Oh, it was against Buck. Oh, I think it was, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but, and you, uh, you were, I was just like, man, I love this guy. And then I saw you again at uh, another Junction City Wrestling as the Battle of the Brewery. And my daughter, uh, the mini host, she absolutely fell in love with you. And she was the one like, Dad, we, like, I want him to be one. And you were one of her first conversations. You were conversation number two. No and way. she's had over 300 because it was Bianca first. It was you. Then it was Joe Mack. And then it was, um, oh, my God. Uh, I can't, it's slipping my mind. But those were her, you guys were her first four of that day that we had gone to Battle Arts. And to see her progression, it's incredible. But she was hooked with your character right away. She loved everything about it. She loved the strength, but she also liked the sincerity. Because Carew was a character that we didn't know a whole lot about. He would come in, kick ass, and then leave. But then when I meet you outside, you're like one of the nicest people in the fucking world. And you've always stayed that way. And I appreciated you because you always gave straight talk the time. You always shared our stuff. You always helped promote. And we appreciated that to no end. And uh, same thing with you. Every time I see you doing something, I'll give it a shout out because it deserves to be seen. Um, but in terms of good or bad matches, like everyone, like I said, everyone's their own toughest critic to circle back. What would you say was one of Carew's crown jewels in terms of matches? And uh, maybe it's the ROH match, maybe it's not, I'm not sure. But what would you say was your favorite match that you've had in your career thus far? And what would you say is one that if you had a chance to redo, not saying it was the worst, but if you had a chance to redo it again from scratch before people saw it, what match would that be? Damn, okay, there's one match where, like, I really feel bad. I still feel bad to this day. I'm just thankful not a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't know about this match. Um, well, they might now. Yeah, <laughs> which is okay. But if that's, that's always one match that I really think about a lot, a lot, was when I faced Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, Battle Arts. Uh, if I can, I feel bad. I couldn't look, I couldn't even look, at, I couldn't even look into his eyes after that match. I really felt like, I, like, I really feel like I fumbled the ball there that day. And, uh, yeah, that's actually really one match I really wish I could get back and redo again. And hopefully, you know, there's an opportunity where I can get that match again. 100%. Timothy Thatcher is yeah. still going strong in the indies. Any promotions out there, that's a match you want to book. That's actually, a money match. I actually seen a picture of him and Yuki Ishikawa. So I'm guessing he's in Japan right now. Yeah, he's in Japan yeah. right now doing his thing. That's dope. So, you know what? I mean, there's always a chance for a do-over. But, so that being the match that you'd like to revamp and redo and not fumble the ball, as you said... What is one match that you look back with pride? One match where you feel like this is where Carew really leveled up his game. So there's two matches. Okay. Two uh, is great. Two is perfect. First, it is recent. Okay. I like my more recent stuff because I feel like more recently I'm starting to understand more. You know, like I'm not, I'm not like before, like I like my matches before, but then like there's a lot of mistakes I was making where like now like I'm not making those same mistakes. Not every match is perfect, but uh, obviously you're going to have some matches you do like. And one of them is with Johnny Gonzalez at Greektown. And then the other one was Cadman at Junction City. Cadman at Junction City. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those wow. Two. Those two. I, 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 the, the John Gonzalez one, I know which one you're talking about because I watched that actually on Fight Plus, which was a fantastic match. You're right. It was good. It was definitely level of. And look at that. You and John Gonzalez to where, where, where both of you guys started character-wise. Mm -hmm. Now him leaning into the Salsa King character. Used to running wild with the crew character. You know how disappointed I was, actually, because I came out second. I really want to come out first. All right? It's because, okay, guys, if you guys want to hear a great reaction, go to Greektown and wait till Salsa King comes out. Because when Salsa King comes out, that's a reaction you want to live in. And I really want to live in that moment. Right. Like, I, whatever. That sounds selfish. That sounds selfish. But, hey, I, I, he gets a crazy-ass pop. 
So his pop Well, because he's grinding, he's moving, yeah. he's got those hips on all and cylinders, they go man. crazy for yes. him. Yes, Oh, the first time when I seen it, and I was just standing in the ring, and I'm just like, wow, Salsa King, amazing. This is great. And we spoke about it after. And then uh, the, the, the day of the show, when we were, we were facing each other, I'm like, great, I'm going to go out first. They said, no, Karu, John's going to go out first. I said, why? <laughs> so, Harper, why? What's yeah, up with that, man? man like, whatever, it's still good, obviously, because I got a great reaction coming out second. But, uh, man, John Gonzalez, man, like, fuck. He, he, he has a really great character. I'm so happy he did Salsa King because it's, he's Colombian. I don't know if Colombian salsa a lot, but, man. It it, it's, that, it's, it's that Spanish vibe, yeah, man. Exactly. It's that Spanish vibe. I love you got to live in that. John is, John is a great guy, and he's right. a hum, humble as hell. We have great chemistry, and that helps a lot, mm -hmm. especially with Cadman. We have great chemistry, which helps a lot. Like, that match, I was on an ultimate high. We just kept messaging each other, messaging, messaging each other the whole time, just, like, thanking each other of how great and easy that match was. And it's nice because it was Cadman's match, and then after Cadman's match, oh, man, you know a match I really like, too? The match with, um, not, big, not Big Bill. That was the Big Bill's ROH. Um, big time. Bill Collier. Yes. Big time Bill Collier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, match yeah. was so nice, man. Yeah. That match was lit. Bill that match is. Too, bro. That match was actually up there. I got to stop because I'm just going to keep. Yeah, honestly, man, I like my matches this year compared to any other year. So, like. So, you feel like me. now in your 32nd year of life, your 32nd trip around the sun, we shall say, and 2023 was your best year in pro wrestling. This is where you feel like you've really understood who you are and what you can do in that squared circle? I want to say best year because, inshallah, there's going to be many more good, great, great years. But um, I would say uh, this was the year I was able to, uh, yeah, get to slowly understand the game even more. So you think your storytelling has improved? You yes. think your emotional range with the audience, your connection ability with the audience? Not as a babyface. Babyface, I'm still working on that. But as a heel, yes. You get heat. You do get, get heat. Great heat. You do get great heat. And it's one of these ones. It's like this, oh, man, what are you saying? You get George? Because uh, you know it's going to leave you hanging. You know it. And that's how, you, that's how the heat comes. I'm not going to let you do that, man. I could see you. I could honestly see you when they do when they do put a mic in your hands. I could see you being the type of heel where it's like, "Come on, ladies, it's Karu the Love Machine." I just want to say that even though Beaverton has a lot of dentures here, I'd be willing to give all of you a chance. And that's where you can get that organic heat. It's like, listen, I know you're used to banging your cousin, but give Karu a little love. Yeah, you know. Not used to the second cousin. All right, so before we wrap it up, two more questions. I'm going to go let you prepare for your match ahead of time. But uh, in terms of places that you want to hit on your bucket list, uh, we've talked about the States. Uh, we've talked about maybe branching across Canada a little bit more. What about going international? What about going to Europe, UK, all those places? Because the UK has a phenomenal wrestling scene. They do. I want to go to Europe. Um, especially, I want to get more. So my goal, and I'm um, thankful like it's slowly, slowly happening, is I'm trying to build my Kurdish fan base. You know, I'm trying to build a fan base back home in Kurdistan. I'm trying to, fill, I'm trying to create a fan base of basically Kurds all over the world because why not, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm a Kurd. I'm, I'm representing I'm an honorary country. Kurd. I'm like an honorary Uz. I'm an honorary Kurd. Exactly. Right? So yeah. it's like that's, that's my goal, and it's slowly, slowly happening. So Europe has a great Kurdish community. So, like, Sweden has a lot of Kurds. The U.K. has a lot of Kurds. Um, where else? Germany has a lot of Kurds. So they're all spread out, especially Finland has a lot of Kurds. I was going to say, yeah, because Finland is, is, is one of the closer European territories to Kurdistan, yeah. right? Like, it's one of those places where you can go relatively easy. Exactly. It's like when Cuba came to Miami, when they were looking for, like, you know, uh, what's that word they use? Um, uh, 
sanctuary, when they're looking for sanctuary to try to get away from everything that's going on over there. So Finland is one of the closer places where they can get to relatively safely and easily. Yeah. So that's great. So that's huge, man. I mean, Finland? Who wouldn't want to wrestle in my, Finland? My cousin lives in Finland. The call, see what I'm saying? You've already got it in. You've got it in. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. I want to go there. I also want to go to Japan. No, oh, I think you would kill the Japan. Yeah, I feel like it too. I feel like you're like Bruiser Brody 2.0, but with um, more swag. You, know you got the swag. Not swag, but you know who said he, I remind him of Bruiser Brody? Who's that? I always forget his name, man, which is so, I'm sorry, man. When it comes to names, I'm the worst. You always remember my name, though. Of course, but you should have seen how long it took me to remember your name. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a great moment for me, ladies and gentlemen, to Honestly, find out somebody you respect for so many years took you forever to remember your name. I feel, I feel loved right now. You got, yes, even though I'm smiling, inside I'm crying a little bit. I'm hurting. Hey, to be fair, I didn't know my dad's name until I was like 14. Wow, okay, now I don't feel so bad. Yeah. I don't so feel like, so bad. I just kept calling him dad, and every time they said his real name, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Karu, go get your father. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's like, Karu, your grandmother's like, okay, who the, who the fuck is that? <laughs> That's your father, man. That's the guy that, you know, if he didn't, he didn't do, you know. He, That's true. Yeah, you know. I just, you know, I'm bad with names. But, but uh, he's, a, he's Spanish. He's Puerto Rican, too. Uh, suave. No. This is bad, man. Carlito? Carlito. Savio Vega? Savio Vega. Legend. And I forgot his name. Please cut this out. No, no. No, no, no. Savio Vega part. You know what I'm going to do when you say Puerto Rican? I'm going to edit in the Puerto Rican flag and I'm going to add a picture of Savio going like this. And then when I'll say Savio Vega, we're going to ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing moment. I love it. So Savio Vega told you that you remind him of Bruiser yeah. Brody. Wow. So I got to pick him up, all thanks to the, the Chinese Decker. He asked me if I can pick him up and bring him to the hotel. So I said, no worries. So I picked him up and um, we're, I, yeah, I just gave him one of my, uh, I gave him my YouTube channel. He's watching film. And uh, yeah, he goes, you remind me of Bruiser Brody. And I got so, I got so excited. That's a big compliment, uh, yeah. man. Savio Vega is one of those underrated talents that I feel, I feel should be a Hall of Fame 100%, conversation. Yeah. Savio Vega really did have some great matches in the night. And Savio Vega was in the mix when WWE was changing. And he was in the mix of a lot. Like, people don't remember. That feud he had with Stone Cold, that shit was fucking was fire way. back in the day. But you want to know what uh, my, smart, uh, my smart self did? I forgot about that match. Yeah. So, uh, on that point, never forget certain things, folks. That's horrible, man. I'm the worst. <laughs> 100%. But we still love you, bro. Thank you. We still love you. All right. And my final question, though, before we wrap this up. When you look at um, leveling up, as I like to call it, I steal that from Holden Albright. I stole it from Holden Albright all the time. We talk about those great level guy. up moments. Great guy. Great guy. And he's had a rough couple of years, but he's a great guy. And, you know, hope one day maybe we'll get him back on Straight Talk soon for another conversation. But when it comes down to level up moments for yourself, even in career or in life, in your personal life, outside of the rest of the ring, what would you say is one moment where you look back and you feel like, as a human being, you evolved, either within the squared circle or outside of the squared circle? I know that may be a hard question, but I feel like you would have a great answer for that. That is a hard question. Um, well, I, answer, I always ask the hard questions here on Straight Talk, guys. I never hold back. Yeah. Was it when you had that amazing fish and chips in Beaverton, which smelled fantastic? And that even though I'm trying to say. fish and chips. That was, some, that was nasty. I'm never buying that again. Okay, wow. It was the chicken tenders. I highly don't recommend You don't go to a fish restaurant and get chicken tenders, man. Yo, man, honestly, it was either that or fish and chips. And I was not really wanting fish and chips. You didn't want the haddock. No, I didn't want that haddock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the question, though. The a moment where you feel like you leveled up either inside or outside the squared circle. As a as a performer or as a as a human being, 
honestly, when um, I feel like when I was able to get my name back home a little bit. Wow. Yeah. When when the the you know the, the I was good. I was getting on the, the down and true Kurds were were looking at you and being like, "Yo, man, this is somebody we can get behind. This exactly. is somebody we can idolize. Exactly. This is someone who could be our superhero." Yes. So like uh, I guess then you know like that actually gave me more 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 motivation to not give up because it's like uh, I'm starting to get attraction back home. You know, and that's that's what I've always wanted. So you know what we need to do? That we need to start pushing for someone back home to be brave enough to host a wrestling event and have you go over there and wrestle in that main event. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that? 20,000 of your hometown. It'll probably be more than that. To probably. With you, but well, let, let's say 60. Imagine wrestling in front of 60,000 people in Kyrgyzstan. How incredible would that be? How hard? I, I see you getting a little bit. I see you getting welling up right now. I would actually cry. Um, obviously, well, like I was never born back home. You know, but uh, just for what my parents had to go through and my family, especially back home. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like, like that, because... If you guys want to find out about that, go back through the archives of Straight yeah. Talk, listen to the first conversation, because we talked openly and honestly about all that. And I learned a lot about this man's incredible journey and his family. And I said it then, and I'll say it now. Mama Karu, Dad Karu, two yeah. of the toughest people that I've ever met. I've, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting them yet, but when I do meet them, I'd give that lady a hug yeah. for what she had to endure to give this man and his family a better opportunity. Incredible. That's yes. what you, you want to talk about a strong female? That right there. She is. <laughs> yo, yo, that is true. Uh, and that's why I talk about my mom a lot. If people that are close to me know why I talk about my mom, it's because, yeah, she's, she's a very strong woman. Like, she's an incredible person. I bought her, it was her birthday yesterday. How old she turning? Uh, 29 forever, right? We have to be careful. 29 forever. 100%. Mama Cruz, 29. Even though he's 32, don't ask how yeah. that mathematically happened. It 29 happened. forever. It just happened. Yeah. Immaculate conception. Yeah. <laughs> I bought her some flowers. She was so happy. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It took me like 30 minutes to buy flowers. I don't know how people do it. It took, it took you 30 minutes to buy flowers? Yeah, 30 Does your mom have a favorite flower? Yo, okay, this is sad. So, no, people that are Kurdish can back me up on this. Okay. My parents, honestly, they've been through so much that they don't even have a favorite dish. Well, they have a favorite dish. A lot of it is dolma. If you want to know what dolma is, go Google it. Um, Actually, really- I think go through the archives. We talked a lot about dolma in the first conversation. Yeah, we, did. we did, we did. But like yeah, like your favorite color. They don't usually have favorite colors. Like um, they don't. Well, but from what they like, endured as a, as a people, sometimes it was impossible to have a favorite because you were just trying to make it exactly. to tomorrow. Literally. So having what what they what we take for granted of saying I have a favorite color, I have a favorite movie, I have a favorite song. They were just like, I'm thankful I woke up this morning. Mm. So you know what I, I can I can see that and understand it. But yeah. now that she's been kind of conformed to North American lifestyles, does she have anything favorite? Does, does you, like, if it took you, took you 30 minutes to buy flowers, what did you settle on that made her smile? I bought her, you know those 20 roses gimmicks? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I bought her those. I Say, red roses? roses? Uh, no, white roses. White roses, done. They look way, they look beautiful. The white roses compared to the red, the red looks like they're dying. So you know what, like you know what's white. a hot, a hot color of rose? Hmm. And I get it for my, I get it for my wife when I do buy her flowers. She says I don't buy her flowers enough. So I got to work on that in 2024. I agree with you. He doesn't. Oh, you there you go. Him, there you go. Buy more flowers. Buy more flowers. Because yeah. it's a Wednesday. Exactly. Right? Um, when I do buy her flowers, I always go for the purple roses. She purple loves roses. purple That's roses. Nice. I go for the purple. Because, I mean, you know, red is, for us, red is, I, I married her because she's a redhead. I love, I love being my redheads. Redheads is my weakness. Little Mermaid? That was my jam back in the day. Yeah. 
I like that blue stuff, you know? No, I'm just joking. I'm just playing with you guys. All right. We're going to get out of here because this conversation got off kilter. But as Karoo tries to remember what his mom's favorite flowers are going forward, and he's still working on his dad's name, peace, love, and wrestling, guys. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to follow this man. All his social links will be in the bio below. And this is a journey that you're going to want to keep up on because he's an amazing star, and I'm honored to call him a friend Thank and you. a brother. And I am, I'm a Kurt since day one. Well, since day one that we met. Actually, not like I wasn't. That's no, no. Since day one, he was born there. Trust me. It's true. It's factual. Yeah, just say salam. Salam. Boom. There you go. Thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and turn on that notification bell so you get notified each time we post a video. Alternatively, you can check us out on all podcast platforms and host it on Podbean. We are also available on the SNME Network. That's the Sunday Night Main Event Patreon. Please feel free to check us out there as well. And don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter, at Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, Straight Talk Wrestling on TikTok. And of course, you can check out all our merch at ProWrestlingTees.com. I don't need niggas.